I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. And then everyone said, jabroni. (laughs) (laughs) Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I, X-Y-Z, A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here is my tag team partner. Live from the Firefly Funhouse, the man who has planned to go a slapjack out in these Halloween streets, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what is up, my dude? Oh, I'm definitely going a slapjack. My wife is going as Mia Yim's character. I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Oh, uh, Reckoning? reckoning and she's gonna have just a weird nervous breakdown she on can the side of the tell street. her she can only do that if she has like some sort of fake seizure that is yeah uh, that was I, i'm still lost as to what that was last night that was the weirdest thing yeah I mean, retribution as a whole has been just weird but that was odd i also love how they just kind of went to break in the middle of her like flipping out like we're gonna go yeah. to break like i'm she sorry goes back she's just fine yeah uh, or no she got kicked i think she got kicked out of ringside which was also which was also kind of funny. Anyway, well, uh, we may or may not get back to that because I felt ridiculous talking about it. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe <laughs> to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And for um, our Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And our Spotify people, hit us with that follow and help us climb those Spotify charts. For those people who helped us climb the Apple charts, we were number 69 on all of wrestling apple pods yeah. <laughs> making every everyone proud especially our parents <laughs> yep i called my mom this morning i was like you're not gonna believe it your boy is number 69 that's a, that's a weird conversation to have but let, i'm gonna sidestep it and let you plug <laughs> our socials <laughs> oh man my mom listens to this podcast so that's gonna be an interesting conversation when she does there you go call me um, make sure that you subscribe and like our YouTube channel. It's two jabronis with a wrestling podcast. You get to see our lovely faces. You get to see me in the Firefly Funhouse. So subscribe, like that YouTube channel, help us out. Uh, make sure that you follow us on social at two jabronis pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss on Twitter, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That is control with a K. All right. We, um, we've, we've got some stuff to talk about. Hell in a Cell is always an interesting pay-per-view and uh it definitely didn't disappoint in terms of it being at least interesting uh so with all that it's time to stick to wrestling and we should talk about it i think we should stick to wrestling and for this week's stick to wrestling we're de- we're running down this hell in a cell card because look whenever it's these non these non big four pay-per-views we, you and i aren't that excited 
Be- just because we always expect the worst, we kind of set the bar a little lower. Mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell, I feel, is like kind of in the middle, right? It's not. It's not one of the big four, but it's also not like a backlash or an extreme rules. It's don't a, disrespect it's a- backlash like that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, would say this is like. I think it's like a tier above. It's a tier above. You think this is tier two? Yes. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 right there because th- there's some great stuff that comes out of Hell in a Cell year to year. Uh, it's not maybe not top to bottom great pay per views consistently, but you know it has its moments. The cell in of itself is is an event, right? I can get behind that. I could say like if we're doing tiers based off of like four, four, four. I mean, you could probably say this is like middle of tier two, right? So I, I mean, I can get behind it. This one had its moments, but it also had its moments where I was like, Jesus, this is not great and i think i may be in the minority here but a lot of those moments came during that roman match yeah i mean the storytelling from the roman match was unmatched it was great but Uh, there was also moments where they didn't do anything yeah and it was also interesting that they let off the show with it right and it was just i I think usually they they put a higher energy match just Mm -hmm. up top Maybe they were messing around with some stuff. Maybe it doesn't matter as much without the like the actual physical people of a live crowd. But it just kind of seemed misplaced was my biggest gripe with it. Yeah, I, I I get that. I think that makes a ton of sense because you're right. Like that match works a lot better. And don't get me wrong, it was good. I thought what they did in those last three to five minutes really saved it. But there were some moments in the middle and even at the beginning of that match where it's like this is not great. And I think a large part, it fell on the ref. The ref was just, he was trying way too hard to get involved in that. <laughs> and I think that also got, it also ties to the I quit stipulation in here. Like, do we really need an I quit stipulation within a cage? It was weird. But it uh, was, yeah. re- it was weird. But I think that match works so much better as the main event where you're really hammering home the story. And then you get that moment at the end. And that's how you go off the air. You go off the air with Roman crying and then turning on Jimmy and then getting the the lay at the end to be the tribal chief and you have that image I think that is so much more powerful than whatever they end up having with Drew and Randy um it was it was just a it was a mixed emotions match for me because I was expecting so much and I wasn't getting it in that first three quarters of the match and then it just fucking went into overdrive in those last five minutes I mean Roman crying and then immediately putting Jimmy in the guillotine yeah. was just like, holy shit. It was, that was one yeah. of those moments where you're like, okay, this is the good shit. You know what I mean? Like this was this is the stuff that as wrestling fans you want to see on a week to week basis. Do you do you think you would have felt different if it was the last match of the night? Like does it completely change the way you feel about it? The exact same thing, but it's it's the send off and we kind of are sent home, maybe not happy, but it's just, that's like you said, it's more of a lasting ending image as opposed think, to Randy kind of being the, the I champion. I think if that's the main event, it's over, it's over Bailey Sasha. Bailey Sasha was the match of the night for me. Oh, it's not even close. I think in yeah. terms of moment, that would have been it. That would have been like the lasting thought of everybody's yeah. mind going out of Sunday night. I know why they put Randy and Drew on as a main event. Because they want that main event to easily transition into Raw the next night. Sure, sure. 
And it doesn't make a lot of sense to put your main event and then you got to wait a full week to see him again. So, well, I also think that they put the Randy Drew match on last because he was going to win the title. And two, right after it was the they're doing that, what, 30 days of The Undertaker? Yeah. And it was the Randy episode. So that just kind of flowed from a programming standpoint. Uh, so I, I think it was just a double double whammy there where you're right. It's, it's going to go into Raw the next day. And then also, you know, th- that documentary, which was actually pretty solid as well. So it, it was it yeah. was interesting. Like like you said, the I I didn't love this was probably my least favorite Roman match since he's gone full heel. That, but mm-hmm. that's not to say it was bad. That's just to say it wasn't like my he's he's had some incredible matches already and that that just kind of overshadowed this one. So, uh, but that being said, like the storytelling, I think really, really, really saved it and was just elite, which is not shocking. Like he's he's been doing some elite storytelling this entire time that he's been this Roman Reigns. I would I, I want to give WWE credit here because we we shit on them quite a bit for their storytelling and we mm-hmm. can talk a little bit more about it later when we get to the Otis Miz situation. Yeah. But what they did and what they're doing with Roman, Sasha and Bailey, Alexa and the Fiend is really good stuff. Yep. Like this is really really quality stuff. Um I was emotional watching the, this Roman match. At one point when he's crying, I tweeted out I was like, "Oh shit, they're going to turn him face again." And then almost the moment I hit send, he puts Jimmy in the guillotine. I was like, oh, shit, never mind. Like, that's... And I don't remember the last time WWE is, like, pulled at my heartstrings that much and my feelings because I'm a callous wrestling fan. We're we're jaded at this point, right? And what's, what's crazy, too, is one of the slights on Roman, you know, when everyone felt he was being pushed down our throats or, or whatever, was he wasn't a great actor quote-unquote he had everyone right whether you want to use that picture of him crying as a meme or you were actually sucked in like he had everyone in the palm of his hands in that moment and yeah it was it was just crazy to see this again he's he's doing probably the best work of his career and again he, he's he's like on a heater and it's crazy because i you he couldn't do that when he was White meat baby face Roman Reigns. Everyone he needed the time away to, to get into this character. Right. He e- needed the time away. It's like some weird Daniel Day Lewis method acting shit that he's just like locked in. Uh, even when he's doing appearances on ESPN and and these interviews that you know you'll see on Twitter and podcasts, like he's so locked in on this character. It's kind of surreal to see, and it's kind of incredible. And you're just you're just happy for this dude who we know is he's a genuinely good guy. Yeah. He's, he's starting to get the respect that he deserves. I will say one gripe I have in a lot of the reactions I saw to this is I saw a lot of people saying that Roman deserves the Oscar. <laughs> and my guy is on TV. It's an, it's an Emmy. He deserves an Emmy. It's an Emmy. Get that shit. I was like ready to go in on everybody. I'm like, it's not a movie. He can't win an Oscar. But it yeah, was a quality it's... performance. I really enjoyed it. The Usos, fucking top notch, man. Those guys are They're great. great. They deserve... Even more push. Jay carried his carried his side of the deal. Um, I think the like I said before, the ref was what really kind of hindered this thing because he saw his moment for for the spotlight and he tried to take it and he was just way he was in that way too much. Um, I'm starting to think that, and, and maybe I'm just 
I'm not thinking about it clearly enough, but like Heyman is completely irrelevant here. I've seen a lot of people reach out to me after I said that, just saying like, I think that he's going to play a big part going down the line, but right now he's, he's almost irrelevant in the storyline. Yeah. It's, I think it's weird. I think it was important for everyone to buy the turn early on for Heyman to be aligned with him. I think that really helped because remember when Roman came back and you know, he, but or sorry, yeah, when he came back before he aligned himself with Heyman, everyone was like, Oh, is this a heel turn? People still weren't sure, despite him talking shit, despite him, you know, not clearly doing heel stuff. People mm-hmm. still weren't sure. Once he lined himself with Heyman, they're like, Oh, it's for real. And it took Heyman to take him seriously as a heel. And now. You're right. Like he doesn't necessarily need him, but I think separating from him at this point would probably be a little too early. I think I think they need to stick together for a while, and at some point it's going to be because we're all expecting Heyman to turn on Roman. It's going to be the other way around, right? Like the way this is going, Roman is going to turn on Heyman, and that's going to be incredible. Like we're just we're just all waiting for that. Does that mean Brock is a babyface when he returns to save Heyman? Not necessarily, but I mean. It's probably just one of those situations where Roman turns. I'm actually, I wouldn't be mad at that because it would put Brock in a different position that he's been in since he initially returned. I mean, yeah, to that point, it could be like a Kevin Owens effect where like we've seen Kevin Owens as a heel like 95% of his career. And to see him as a face was super refreshing. And he's doing some now great I work. I want him back as a heel. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 kind of like football. But anyway, I mean, it's a good point by you. Like, could, could Brock do it? I mean, it, it, it would have us see him differently which we haven't done in a very, very long time. So maybe it could be good for his character. I don't know if he'd buy into it, but it, it, it would mean, be super, super interesting. It, it would be interesting to see. Another thing that was interesting was that Sasha Bailey match. Interesting, probably oh not the right word. God. Fucking amazing is the right uh, word there. Incredible. I mean, they yeah. beat the shit out of each other, and I loved every second of it. But Sasha Banks, man... She's been in, what, three Hell in a Cell matches now, and every single one, it gets better and better and better. And she does more crazy shit. She did the Meteora onto the chair. She was doing the Meteora off everything. She's like, if yeah. I can run off of anything, I'm doing the Meteora. It was like that she parkour scene from The Office. With multiple off kendo shit. stick spots that looked absolutely brutal, where she took the bump into the kendo sticks, and then she took the other bump where Bailey like whipped her into the kendo sticks. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Those are some crazy bumps. And, and then she also took the chair shot where oh. she fell. Like, she went neck first into the chair. Yeah. I, I thought that, I thought she got legit got hurt on that one because I think Same. they were I thought they were aiming a little higher and her head kind of nicked the end of the chair was a little concerned there. The way she was selling in this match was amazing. It was mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Good. Great. Dare I not? I'm so, it's not. It wasn't good. It was fucking great. And to, like, sh- sh- you knew she was going to make this look like a million bucks. And and Bailey, too. Bailey was fantastic as well. But I feel like they took, I feel like Sasha specifically took it to another level where I was like, I, I ever, there were several spots throughout the match where I was like, I think she's hurt. I, I think yeah. we may need to, uh, I think someone need to throw up an X here. But she just kept it moving. And then that ending was, was phenomenal, just using the chair as leverage. Uh, for the bank and then statements, kicking, the kicking it, adding more leverage, like that's when you knew it was over. But uh, oh man, it was it was a phenomenal. Do you way think that's what like 
separate for me at least that's what separates sasha from the rest of the four horsewomen and i'm not trying to downplay any of the other three they're all incredible they've all done hall of fame worthy work but i think what separates sasha for me is her ability to not only look great herself but to put her her combatant over yeah to another level and sell her ass off like charlotte is really great but so, i don't think charlotte sells as well as sasha i don't think becky tells a story as well as sasha and i don't think bailey has the offense that is that can match sasha i think sasha just has different elements that are just head and shoulders above the other three yeah i mean she's the most versatile of the four and i i don't know if it's close if that makes sense um mm-hmm. Like, again, just watching her adapt and evolve her offensive moveset. Like, let's not, let's leave the selling thing alone for a second. Her offensive moveset, just watching it evolve over the years, has been crazy. And, you know, again, it, it's st- simple stuff where it's like the Meteora is, is a great move, just as is, like on the surface. A lot of people do it now. But for her to just find different, she, she I think there was, she had like five or four or five, maybe six different variations of the Meteora in that match alone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's insane to think about because you think if you have a certain way to do it, maybe you might have one variation of it, maybe two if you're really that innovative. But to have that many and to constantly just ha- ha- you know, tell Bailey like, this is what we're going to do, this is how I'm going to do it, it that, that, that's just crazy to me. And then, look, the selling is what separates the good from the great, right? Mm-hmm. That's just in all of wrestling history. Sasha's one of the best sellers in wrestling, period. Not just on in the women's division, period. Like the way she sells makes you think she's getting legitimately hurt. And it it's 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 why and, and you know, maybe early on she actually was suffering some legitimate injuries, right? Where we were like, oh crap, like it kind of like blew um knocked her off her momentum. But man, she I, I was I was blown away. I, I've seen her do amazing work like that. But on Sunday specifically, I was just blown away about how she was taking it to she she turned it to eleven basically. Yeah, and, and also big ups to Bailey too because this was probably one of the Bailey's best matches yeah. in the WWE. This was this was really really good. This was on on par with their an, initial takeover match, if not better. It was it was if like it's like better, right yeah. there, and you, you it, know, we could go back I mean, and it forth. Just on told that, an incredible but... story. Also, did you notice in this match and in the Roman match, the heels were wearing all black and the baby faces were wearing all white. Yeah, I, I I did notice that, but I, I'm I think the the wrestlers now have more probably the most control they've ever had over their yeah. ring gear because uh, Sasha's husband is is one of the ring gear designers mm-hmm. in WWE. I know that, but just from you know kind of watching the, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, you know Seth uh, Johnny Gargano. Always, they're, they're always you know finding pop culture references to sprinkle in to their gear. I I think it might have just been coincidence that it was you know the 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 good characters quote unquote or the face characters uh, were wearing white and the heel characters were wearing black. I uh, I mean I so. I'm hoping that it was actually just like a little bit of a storytelling um, deal. Like I actually liked been. it. I thought yeah. it was just a nice little touch. Um, now, yeah, so I, I I watched the Roman match. I was like, oh, that look, that's funny that they're like Romans in black and Jays in white. And then I saw Sasha and Bailey. I was like, oh, shit, okay. 
But um, I think now we have to figure out when did they when did they run this back? Because they have to. They have to run back Bailey Sasha. They're not doing it at Survivor Series because Survivor Series is going to be champ versus champ. Sasha. So are yeah, we I waiting mean, I, until January for the Rumble? I, I mean, I thought that like Sasha doing the bank statement with the chair, stepping on it was going to, they were going to do some kayfabe injury for Bailey and she was going to be out for the foreseeable future. Then she returns and that's what reignites their feud. Bailey kind of got back up. So it, it remains to be seen. I still think that's probably the best move. I think Bailey, you know, Sasha got a little break there, right? When, when Bailey hurt her after mm-hmm. the, or, you know, kayfabe hurt her uh, during her turn. And I think it's, because Bailey and Sasha were working overtime for the longest time, right? Like they were on three shows when they were the women's tag team champions, essentially. Yeah. And it, it was it got wild. I, I think they're setting Bailey up to take, you know, a couple at the very least a couple weeks off um to recover and p- potentially even longer than that. So she can return like at the rumble. And then you she- can have her interfere in the in the match at Survivor Series to keep the story going. And then have her disappear for at least the month of December. Sure, yeah. Have her come back in January. Have her win the Rumble. And then you have that build from Rumble to Mania. Just to hype it up a little and bit that's, more. And that's it also phenomenal, gives, yeah. It gives, it gives Sasha a chance, at least at the December pay-per-view and the Rumble, to get some pay-per-view wins. Yeah. she doesn't defend <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. title on pay-per-view. So, yeah. like, give her some of those wins. And then have it go in a main. It, this has to be at Mania. I'm still of the mind that if you don't have Rock Roman, this is your main event. It has to be. I mean, it's so good. They proved it that they can do it. Like they've proved it before, but this was just the cherry on top of that proving it. <laughs> right? It was like on a card with Roman Reigns, uh, you know, Jey Uso, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. They they outshined everyone, and it wasn't close. Like they had the match of the night, and it wasn't close. And yeah. that's that's crazy, right? Because their placement on the card too was little. You know, like they, they, that easily could have been the main event. We would have we would have been we wouldn't even blinked an eye. Yep. And uh, yeah, I I hope that there is some movement towards them being the main event at thirty seven. Uh, you you know. Big big proponents of that on this show, so it's just I mean, a matter of what they do with Bailey. I think leading up to up to then. I mean, if they end up having to do the two night situation again because of all the things going on in the world right. and the fact that we still haven't found any way to control this virus, like they can, this could be the main event for night one, and then night two could be a Roman match. I, I'm almost positive that there's no crowd, there's no way in hell they're getting the Rock. So right, you can do Roman versus whoever, Roman Big E or something, as your night two main event. I mean, but. it'll be interesting that I mean there were a couple rumors. I mean, what just while we're on this WrestleMania thing, that they could move it, right? Because California is just a little bit more strict in terms of how they are opening things up. Well, yeah, they want to move it to Tampa Bay again. Yeah, there's like people there, <laughs> like at at Buccaneers games right now. There's people there, so technically they could move, and they didn't have it there last year. They could move it back. Which is, yeah, they can even, yeah, because the governor of Florida is a gigantic idiot and he's like, yeah, right. I can have full stadiums. So 
It's it's I possible. Mean, that's an option. I would. I hope to I God hope, they don't I hope do that. I, I hope to God not. But look, the point because is not only are you putting the thousands of fans that are going to be in a that would be in attendance in 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 trouble. You're also putting your talent in trouble. And Roman, we all know, missed a lot of time because of the situation. It's just. It's I mean, we're we're yeah. a few months away, but this is just—it's not looking great. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, and to spin this back, like I would not be mad if this was if if Sasha Bailey was your main event. I think it makes no, a not ton at of all. Sense. It, it it as of right now, it should be. It it. it a and then I'm I'm also worried that they would find a way to shoehorn Charlotte in there. Yeah, I mean, she seems to be on her way back pretty soon, but I think the move seems to be putting her back on raw, right? Like that, that just seems to be the smarter. I hope so. I mean, what, raw needs a, needs a, their women's division is it's uh, thin. <laughs> it, and that, it, that was not proven more than when they were like, you know what, who's going to take this fifth spot. And then they gave it to Lana, like no disrespect to Lana, but I would have rather seen Peyton Royce in that spot. I would have rather seen Nikki what, cross in that spot. What are they doing with Peyton Royce? Like, they split her up from Billy, and then they put her in a tag team with with Lacey, and then now she's just like she's not in. Yeah, the they, there's not a whole lot of direct. Like it would, it made a ton of sense for her to be in the, in the match. I mean, but it's a, kind of the same thing that they did with Mandy Rose, right? They they separate her from Sonya Deville. You think she's they're gonna shoot her to the moon, and now she's in a tag team with Dana Brooke. So I don't, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of direction on the Peyton Raw. Royce and AEW anyway. would be one of the top stars. Oh, she'd be friggin' phenomenal. Friggin' phenomenal. They would give her the mic, just be yourself. And Peyton Royce with the mic is fucking hilarious. She's really good. Really funny. She's charismatic. I went off on a tangent. I just, I, I can't believe what they're doing. You're a Peyton Royce stan. It's okay. We had it. We, she's really good. We, we, and we they understand. just keep, like, Lana is doing her job. She's she is. doing her job yeah. well. Yeah. She's also taking a, an immense amount of punishment. She's gone through like six stables since Rusev went to AEW. This is wild. I mean, it's it, fine, but Peyton Royce deserves a little bit more than what she's getting. Uh, let's talk before we get into Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Uh, let's just we're gonna rifle through this because we spent a little bit too much time on the other two. Otis Miz, what the fuck? Oh, um, you know, my biggest takeaway from this whole situation was that i feel bad for otis in that there was clearly no direction for him that was my takeaway it's like they they literally had no idea what to do with him probably like, the day after money in the bank they got the they got the super cheap pop and the super cheap internet reaction internet darling reaction after he won money in the bank because everyone everyone was swerved right no one saw this coming it was crazy the way he won it uh you know i forgot who was battling for it, it was like corbin and someone else, aj maybe yeah and it just falls in his lap it's like, oh, it's it's gonna be the Cinderella story. It's gonna be awesome. He he might cash it in on the tag team champions. Blah, 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 all this stuff. There was clearly no plan for him. And now, look, there's no. I mean, it, the Miz makes. Let's just put it this way: the Miz, as the Money in the Bank holder, makes more sense than Otis ever did. Like, let, let's just call it what it is. But it just sucks that they didn't give Otis a legitimate shot to to cash it in or, or, you know, as to, to be taken seriously, he was off TV right. for the longest like, time. Even if you don't have, a, a, you, even if you don't have direction for him, 
write it in the day of like a SmackDown saying you're going to go cash it in. You're going to lose, but you're going to cash it and in. And that's fine. That's totally fine. That's fine. This just screamed like, we don't know what to do with him. We and like him. Manny's we like gone. him. Yeah, we, but jeez. And now we're going we're gonna to give it to The Miz. And by the way, we're going to have Tucker turn on him. And by the way, they're on separate fucking brands. Yeah, it it was it was bizarre. Um, I, I guess I guess this is their way of hopefully pushing Otis as a single star. But you know how else you push Otis as a single star? You give him the money in the bank briefcase. Let him have the title. Like, he, give Otis the title for a day for a night. Who gives a shit, right? Like, have him cash in at the end of Clash of Champions or even Hell in a Cell last night. Have him win it and lose it on Raw. The next night, like it's it's not a huge thing. Uh, it really isn't, and it's just like okay, let's give it to the Miz. And maybe this is because like Miz does Miz have a new series, like a new season of his and, Miz, Miz and Mrs. I, I, I mm, Miz and Mrs. I'm not a big Miz and Mrs. guy. No shade. I just I, I I don't throw it on. I only watch USA when I'm watching Raw. So I mean that show's still on. So I mean that that's big. I, I guess is all, all I can say, but I, I think it, the stars are aligning a little bit. Where the last time Miz cashed in, Randy was also champion, right? So I think they're just, I think they're just trying to mirror ten years ago, and mm-hmm. because that's that's the current status of everything right now. Randy's champion, Miz has the uh, has the money in the brave money in the bank briefcase. So, oh, okay. So the remainder of season two is returning in November. So that's the reason there. So there it is. Uh, but that's I mean, he, the he like, is, he's, he's he, going to win the belt. Like, oh. he, he is also, he, he's the, he's a great money in the bank briefcase holder. Cause he's just going to do like the chicken, chicken heel shit. Right. Where he's like, am I going to cash it in? Am I not? Or is he just going to wait till whoever's champion is, you know, super get, gets their ass beat and then cash it in. It's just going to be one of those situations. And you buy that more from the Miz. Otis, but, would have so, been my question here is if the Miz cashes in and wins, where do you go? Do you go a John Morrison route where you have them feud for the title? Do you have him feud with Randy Orton? Do you have him feud with the Fiend? Like that's there's where a do lot, you go from there? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options, I feel like. Morrison would be great, actually. I think that would be super different. But is that a WWE title feud probably it feels I like mean, a USA probably a US title feud probably not I don't know if Vince has Vince never really has bought in to John Morrison uh you know the first time around and kind of even now right like he just kind of put him back where he was you know mm-hmm. tag team specialist so but I guess there's there's a bunch of options that he could take on the fiend is one of them like that would be super interesting drew they kind of started that feud a little bit on raw uh, last night also, super, super interesting. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 please. They have him win the Money in the Bank match. Loses. And then the next <laughs> night, he loses. Yeah. It's, that seems par for the course in terms of uh, <laughs> how they book, book the, uh, the talent. But yeah, I, to, answer your, to answer your question, I don't know. That, that, that'd be a great question to answer when he is champion. I feel like that when he's champion, he just feels like a champion who is involved in a lot of fatal four ways some triple threats because there is no singular guy that he could feud with because there's just a bunch of guys who hate him. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. So. I just, I'm sad for Otis. And I, I think big bummer. They, 
they really just kind of painted themselves into a corner and they didn't do a good job of figuring out a way out. And now they've, they've kind of set themselves up for something that's really not that great and anticlimactic. Yeah. So we'll see. But let's let's just rifle through this really quick because we we got to pay some bills and then we got to talk about Halloween Havoc. Excuse me. Your boy just finished a cranberry vodka cranberries for the first time since he was like <laughs> Jeremy's twenty. Do, Jeremy's doing some underage drinking. <laughs> so, um, excuse me. Um, so Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton was fine. It was not great. It's good. It's they good. got on top of the cage and then for no my particular guy didn't reason, throw him off the top of the cage and threw him off the side of the cage. They kind of got on top of the cage for no particular reason. I feel like Randy. Right. Could have just walked around the cage, climbed up halfway on the backside on the announcer table, lured him in that way. But he, li- I, I guess he lured him in so he could attack him with the lightsaber. That was that was my question. I was like, is he holding a lightsaber? I, I, I was, it was funny too because I was watching it with my wife. She said the same thing as I was thinking it, and then I looked on Twitter and like nine people have been like, "Damn, <laughs> he was he was hiding a lightsaber on top of that red cell. That's crazy." He had the high ground. He was ready he to. Did. He was ready to do some some work. Also, shout out Mandalorian's coming back on Friday with with the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. Hey, I think we called that too. We did. I mean, that yes. we we looked at the betting odds. Mandalorian, it all aligned. We should. We should. It, it was just. Yeah, it's all there. We should have put. Same it. with Randy. I called Randy. Uh, I'm fine with him winning the title. They needed. They needed to move off this feud, if if only for a month between now and whatever the December pay per view is, because Survivor sure. Series allows them to have a little bit of a buffer. But they needed to to do something. I'm interested with the Fiend here also getting involved. Um, shout out fucking Alexa Bliss for just doing just incredible work with this this whole gimmick. <laughs> Her sitting on top of the turnbuckle while they were uh, while Drew and Randy were fighting was so good. It was just you so notice that her her um, her gloves f- say like pain and play. Oh, oh on the sides is that on the sides? Yeah, they say yeah. play and pain. Um, it's just good stuff. Randy, Randy with the title's fine. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they allow him to get to 16 and they can do the retirement. I, I think he had said something along this line, along those, these lines of saying like, I want to get to 16 and face John Cena and whoever wins, we, Breaks like the it's a retirement match for both of them. And whoever wins ends up having like the most title reign. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's good booking by Randy. Look at him. Look at this foresight. Be, if that was oh, WrestleMania 40. Oh, I'm in. I I'm mean, in. they'd both be old as shit, but that, like, John but that'll Cena be hasn't wrestling forever. That'll be the first time that we're allowed in in public. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Welcome back, people. It's yeah. WrestleMania 40. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be down for that. Uh, I think that'd be fun. But yeah, Drew McIntyre's title reign was okay. It needed to end. He needed a refresher. Um, uh, even though they seem like they're doing the exact same thing with him, just without the belt. Um. I just want to see something fresh from both of them. Yeah, it was the, I mean, I do remember thinking as they were going through the match where I thought it was kind of winding down. I was like, did we just have a hell in a cell pay-per-view with three cell matches and no one climbed to the top. Once the door opened, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this will be the time that someone is climbing to the top. That should be, yeah, that should definitely be a requirement for every cell pay-per-view is like someone has to go to the top. And I also think, there has to be color in every cell match. I need yeah. to see some blood. You're wrestling in a gigantic cage with unlimited weapons. And you're using... I need, see, yeah. I need to see some color. You're using the cage as a weapon. You have a ring 
of stuff underneath or exactly stuff underneath like, the ring. Somebody needs disposal. to start blading here because I need to see some. I need to see some blood. Yeah, I I think Drew definitely was bleeding, but after he fell on the announce table, right? I, I saw some blood coming out of his mouth. Oh, probably he probably had some and that sort might, of like blood capsule or something. That might have been. I don't know if that was. That seemed real. I don't know. He he looked. Like, I need to see like. Sean Michaels level like you want to see, see the crimson mask I need to yes okay. it's hell in a cell I want to see somebody leaking <laughs> hit a gusher do give me something like I would have loved like Sasha Bailey with some color damn man that would have been dope that's uh that's good shit as uh as, that's, <laughs> as Vince, that is very good shit Vincent Candy I, I McMahon mean, would say so that's just those are my rules same with like TLC and extreme rules Hell in a Cell has rules. Somebody has to go to the top, and we need to see some color. So I think that's a, that's fair prerequisite wise. I mean, yeah. Mick, Mick Foley would. I'm not, I'm Mick, not asking for much. Mick Foley would. I'm not would asking for five star matches. I'm asking for blood. Yeah, that's give is, me blood, which is fair. On that, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's pay these <laughs> bills. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all one word betonline your online sportsbook experts now let's take a moment to hear from our friends over at indeed even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three to a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through December 31st. All right. Halloween havoc is uh, later tonight. When you're listening to this, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night, a little, little later uh, than we usually record. Long story short, I uh, threw out my back playing with my daughter. You got dad problems. I got, I had those and I, uh, <laughs> I had to text Jeremy from the floor of my living room Hey, can we record tomorrow? Because I cannot move. And it was, uh, it was good times. It was good times. I'm, I've I've done that at least like four times since having kids. It just it it comes to the territory. It's it's a lot. It's a having kids is like a full body workout. 
with cardio. You're just running around, chasing them, lifting them, carrying them. See, it's crazy. it is, but at the same time, I wish my body kind of reflected that full body workout because I just oh, have yeah. it's, it's a definitely, dad bod. It's low impact. <laughs> it's a low impact workout. Like I look, I look like I don't, like I can't lift anything, but I'm pretty strong now because I've, of all the, like, because I have monster children. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I just wish I was like, why can't the dad bod just be like six pack abs you and know, like some killer like Bill Goldberg style traps. We should talk you know to I mean? we should talk to Triple H because Triple H is a dad and uh, he's he's still jacked. Jacked he's on, AF. St- he's on steroids. Well, I'm not I'm not here to throw out throw out allegations. I'm throwing, I'm throwing against, allegations here. My guy is on steroids. I I am going to sidestep that so hard because we are we're going to talk about Triple H's baby happening tonight. Halloween Havoc. It's um hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. She, that's that's big for her little hosting gig. We need uh, her on the pod. We, oh, we do we do need her on the pod. I, I'm 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 tr- I'm wor- I'm trying. I, I've working uh, your channels. I'm working the channels. Um, I, I've thrown the Filipino card a couple of times out on Twitter <laughs> because I think that's like the easiest way. Uh, and there's not a whole lot of us in this wrestling space who are uh, who are Filipino. So that's that's on the table. Hopefully, we get her on the show soon. But she's the host of tonight's card. And uh, we've, we've got some Halloween-themed matches, unsurprisingly. Two of which are has to do with a wheel of some sort. What is it called? Uh, Spin the wheel, make the deal match. Which right. is like, it's like a classic um, stipulation that was like introduced back in like Halloween Havoc 92. There so it is. So it's been around. We just don't know what the matches are going to be. And those are for the two title matches on the cards. So the EO Shirai versus Candice LeRae and Damian Priest Johnny Gargano match. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some fucking wonky ass shit that comes out of this. Um, uh, I mean, do you think Mr. and Mrs. Gargano are leaving with the titles? Yes. As a married couple? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yep. This I, is it. This is your chance. I, you got your heel champions winning on uh, at Halloween Havoc. Fuck it. Let's do it. How long? Okay. I, I just don't think EO and Damien have ha- had the belts long enough um and that's a bummer because look damien priest has had a hell of a year and i think it would be a bummer to end it now because i don't think johnny needs the title he doesn't but at the same time i just think it makes for a good story and i think it it makes things a little bit interesting it's definitely a good it's definitely an image that wwe could pump on their socials right like the a married Mm -hmm. couple having two belts in NXT, they can use that as part of their gimmick moving forward. So I, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. I just, I'm just not on board fully yet with Damian and EO losing the belts. I think they've been great champions. And, but I do, uh, on the flip side, I will say if EO loses the belt, I don't know if I'd be as bummed because I think she could get it. One, I think she could get it back. And two, Candice LeRae deserves a title run. Right. She's she's done incredible work as both a heel and a face, and to reward her for that could be this evening. I think it opens things up a little bit more if Candice wins, because sure. if she wins, you have your heel champion. You have Ember Moon who just came back as a babyface. Yep. Um, you have EO, and you can have EO and Tony Storm who just returned. They can feud, so it gives you guys it gives some really quality feuds coming out of this, and then maybe EO can circle back to it. Um, after she defeats Tony, 
But I just think there's there it opens it up a little bit more than if EO wins. Because if EO wins, it's still a little confusing as does she go Ember Moon? And if that's the case, who's the heel, who's who's the face? I know that right. they can do face face, but at the same time, like I think it just makes more sense to have who's the heel, who's the face. And with Candace, it makes things a little bit clearer. With Johnny and Damien, I think now's your time to to move Damien up to the to the main title. Oh, okay. I see that. Because I don't know when Karrion Cross is coming back. Who else is in the main title picture? That's fair. I mean, that's I mean, who knows where Cole's going? Uh, I mean, he should be in the main title picture technically, um, but he's he's not. So okay, I, I see you fancy booking. If, again. Or if you want Cole, if they're still insisting that Cole is a babyface, or if maybe Kyle O'Reilly is a babyface, that's who you have challenge Johnny Gargano. Cole going for a number, uh, a second reign as North American title champion, or you have Kyle O'Reilly going for his first belt um, now that he lost the NXT title. Like, there's opportunity there, and I like, I like Damian, Damian Priest, Finn Balor had a lot of good chemistry in the ring. That's true. I like that. They had a hell of a match a few months ago. So, all right, uh, I'm into this. Let, let's let's rewind a little bit. Uh, we have Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis in a Name the stipulation for me again because I don't want to get it wrong. It's haunted house of terror match. Sure. So whatever that means. Cage uh, match? Is it a cage match? I don't think so. I think it'd have to be. I. I. I this feels cinematic, right? I think Are they going like, to do a match in like those haunted houses that you see at like the fair? Uh, like Universal. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where people jump out at you. Shit. Um, okay. I quick story time. Oh no. I did one of those things, and damn near peed my pants. Did you did you uh, throw fisticuffs at any of the workers? I I did hold the hands up like I was ready to throw hands, and then my guy came out with a chainsaw, and I booked it, and it was the most terrifying thing. I left my girlfriend at the time behind me. A chainsaw. Oh, like, well, that's probably why he came out with a chainsaw. <laughs> and I was I was with my this is like way way back in the day because I've been with my wife for quite some time now. But like my girlfriend at the time. We're walking through chainsaw. You hear the rum, 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 and chainsaw came out. He ran it across the floor so the sparks flew. Oh, I dropped her hand and I booked it. Oh, no. um, that's probably why it didn't work out. It's <laughs> because when push came to reason shove, number one, why it didn't work out. when push came to shove, if you were in any real danger, she knows how you would have reacted. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't say a blamer, but hey, it all worked out. I'm sure she's happy. You ever done that? Have you ever gone to Knott's Berry Farm during Halloween too? Not during Halloween. I've been, but just not during I Halloween. I did that like when I was a kid. And uh the- my parents thought it was funny to like make it known to all the people because like they just have characters that walk around sure. the, the amusement park and yeah. scare you. And my parents thought it was really funny to point out that I was scared. So like they were like, he's scared. Oh no. And they would come out of the fucking woodworks and like out of the bushes <laughs> and shit and scare me. My guy came out of the trash can when I was trying to put away a fucking soda. Nope, and scared me. I that's why I I can't do these. I can't do these. Uh, like I'm already scared to live. Right? Life, <laughs> I feel like life is just one of these things, and it's free. I, like why would I pay to go get scared? That's just my life philosophy. About I don't watch horror movies. I I don't pay to go to the theme parks during Halloween time. It's it's crazy. Like I'm already scared about life. So I don't need it. Anyway, uh, that being said, I'm still excited for Halloween Havoc. <laughs> what a transition. I, I, we, we, had to, we had to bring that back. But um, 
Dexter Loomis, I, I like Cameron Grimes. Like he's he's kind of floated in like the bid card for what feels like forever at this point. I kind of like his work. He uh, he's kind of funny. Yeah, he's fine. He can kind of work. He's fine. But I like Dexter Loomis. I think he's he's got that look, and I know that we've talked about him before, like how his skin just looks like it's always like sunburn. Yeah, yeah. He's he just has one of those complexions. But but I I think they have big plans for him. I feel like I yeah. I mean, I see that too. He's got the the classic look. Cameron Grimes, he just I think he's so unorthodox that it makes me like dig his vibe. I'm like, hey. If he was an Intercontinental Champion, would that be the worst thing in the world? His just, finisher looks like it hurts too. Yeah, uh, he's and he's good. He's he's really really yeah, solid. He's fine. He looks okay. This is gonna sound. You rude. look like, like you're about smells. to say. <laughs> 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 I was about to say. You have that look on your face like you're about to say something really messed up, and then you said it. So <laughs> I mean, that that's probably. <laughs> He, th- he probably he looks like he doesn't shower. So, I I I don't know that either. I mean, who knows? We can I guess we can ask some of his opponents. I mean, can I reach out to him? Just like, hey man, <laughs> just add him. Just Do you shower? Grimes. Yeah. What's what's your lather routine? <laughs> just like <laughs> trying to poke holes. Are you a rinse and repeat kind yeah. of guy? <laughs> yeah. You, okay, that's interesting. Uh, um, okay, yeah. Let's move on. Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley in a singles match. Um, I'm going Rhea. I mean, are they still on the Rhea frame? I think they need they need to be. If they're not, they need to be back on it. I think they were just on that train too short, like too quickly, and they hopped right off. And it's, and look, the pandemic had something to do with it because I think she had to go back home for a while. But now she's back, and she's as badass as ever. Like they need to rebuild her and just remind us that this is this is almost like a year. Not it's not a full year. This but, is a like, year to the day, like a where year it since started she to, broke out on the scene. Right, it started to build that she was like this badass, and like a year later, here we are, and she's just in, an, I guess, sort of inconsequential singles match. You know uh, what? I'm gonna go out and say it. Have her lose and put her put her on Raw. Yes, just do it immediately. They immediately. need Raw needs. A, a new player in the women's division, fucking Rhea versus Asuka. That's money. Sign you, me up. And you can do it. If you kind of circling back to something we said earlier, if you had to bring back Charlotte to Raw, which would just deepen that division, that's money right there too. A little triple threat action. The rematch. Yeah, you, you could do the rematch for some singles action. It'd be good. There, I like that. So Rhea, <laughs> here's hoping Rhea loses so that she ends up on Raw. Big big things we're hoping for good things for Rhea. just lose this match that's all we're right asking for. right wins and losses do they really matter i mean AEW, not even in aew where they say they matter they say they do but eddie I, kingston is getting a title match and he doesn't have a single I, I, I can't tell you anyone's record <laughs> i'll just i'll just i'll just say that um th- we have uh pat mcafee showing up with his his new his new guys um the the tag team champions Oni Lorkin and uh, the other bald white guy, Danny Birch. Danny Birch. Uh, th- you know, I'm interested to see how they. T- I mean, this they're clearly feuding with Undisputed Air, right? Because it was all this, all this business about who's attacking UE backstage. It was clearly this. It was clearly Pat McAfee. And what I can only describe, what he was wearing on his face, 
as the man in the iron mask mask, but backwards. It, it was a very strange choice to hide like just this part of his face. Just this part. You could still see his facial hair, and you're like, yeah, that's Pat McAfee. I can, yeah. I can spot that anywhere. It was, it was a yeah, weird choice. I think choice. that's the feud for them. Um, maybe that's what they do around Survivor Series. I'm just wondering who for the Pat McAfee, Danny Birch, Oni Lorcan crew, who's like the fourth member? And that might be that might be a surprise, but it would make sense for them to feud against all four members of UE unless there's some we're doing some sort of build where Cole can't wrestle because he, he you know he wasn't on the show last week. It was, was could it be that guy who attacked Cole after Kyle O'Reilly's match? Oh, uh, uh, oh my God! The other, the other British guy. He's, I think, yeah, he's, I don't know. He's it. out. Yeah. He's out for a while. I think he like tore his Achilles or his ACL. He had, he suffered a pretty serious injury. But okay, I, so it's definitely not him. So it, uh. <laughs> that would have made sense if he wasn't injured, and I, you know, hope he's recovering well. But yeah, I, I, I'm interested. I'll be interested to see who the uh, the fourth person is, and then you know, it's it's a big bummer that. Finn isn't going to be on this card. Obviously, he's still recovering from what was apparently a very legitimate broken jaw. Yeah, it looked like it looked rough. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him not being. He doesn't have to be on the car every little like mini pay per view card for them. Yeah, as long as he's back by the next takeover, um, that'll be fine. I mean, he he can make his presence known in some other way, shape, or form. Um, he can just literally come out and stand somewhere and be involved in something. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine with it. It's just weird now. Like Adam Cole's not on this card. Tommaso Ciampa's not on this card. Yep. Finn Balor's not on this card. Um, who else isn't on this card? I mean, we all have our problems, and I'm kind of glad that he's not on this card. But Dream isn't on the card. Kushida's not on the card. Yep. So it's just it's it's a little funky that like some of the big big players for NXT are not are nowhere to be found right now. Karrion Cross obviously still injured, but like it's just. It's, I mean, it's it weird. is it is a a Wednesday, is this a, like a Wednesday show just with a Halloween Havoc label. So it's I don't know if it's in, it's not technically a pay per view, but I mean it does make sense that they're not kind of. If this was takeover, all those people would be on the card in some form or fashion. I really think they should have made this a takeover, like a mini takeover, or at least yeah. just pushed it to Saturday, and so that it was actually on Halloween. Yep, would have made a ton of sense. So, all right, we've been at this for a while now. We're rambling. It's, I'm sure you guys want to get to to Halloween Havoc. So, make sure that you follow us on social at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure that you uh, follow me personally on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Bennett Cruise Control. It's Control with a K. Make sure you subscribe and like our YouTube channel. Um, this is something that we've been trying right. really hard to get off the ground. Um, we do these Zoom video calls for that purpose. So please make sure that you subscribe and like. Um, spend some time with us on YouTube. It's a lot of lot of fun. So, um, yeah. Do all that kind of stuff and continue to support us on 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 all your podcasting channels. It's been really great, so thank you. Help help keep us at sixty nine on the Apple Podcast charts. We don't want to go up and we don't want to go down. We, we want to stay at sixty nine. We want to coast the rest of the way. It's yeah, either sixty nine or one. <laughs> I want to sh- I want to make a shirt that says Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast," and on the back it says the number sixty nine podcast. I in Amer- I should have screenshotted it when I had it. 
without the uh, the red circle because that definitely should have been on a t-shirt. God damn it. I, I'm literally yes. thinking of this right now. I just want to put on a shirt that we have the number 69 wrestling podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's just we can we can still do that. Uh, we should be ashamed of ourselves. We we have kids. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review and our Spotify people help help us climb those Spotify charts by giving us that follow. Maybe we can get to sixty nine on the uh, the Spotify charts as well. You know, I, I think it only goes up to fifty, but hey. We can dream. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for enjoying the little bit delay this week. Hope you enjoy Halloween Havoc tonight and Dynamite if that's your jam. Uh, in the meantime, wash your hands. Stay safe. If you can, stay home. If you can't, wear a mask. Please go vote. Please go vote. Go, go, go. Early voting, uh, mail-in votes, whatever is a, is you need to do wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, please go do that. Um, and then always and forever, Black Lives Matter. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.